welcome to On The Slayer. Holden, how are you doing? Yeah, I'm all good. I've realised why we might have been lagging. My football manager's just finished downloading. Oh, there it is. There he <laughs> there is. There it is. <laughs> He's been waiting, he's delayed it. We're supposed to start this at six, it's now seven o'clock. The internet's been all wrong and there's one reason. He's, he's giving himself in to football manager again. He's going for it. Talk me through that decision. Um, do you know what? I've just been looking, there's this football manager podcast where they were talking to all the oh. different people at Steam and it's just absolutely pulled me back in. Just when I thought I was out, they pulled me back in. <laughs> what are we talking? Tactics, sign-ins? Wonder Kids. In, do you know what? I might actually let the listeners suggest some people to go. I, I like starting in the Conference South, but I think to get my teeth into it, I might start with a professional club. Um, I'm debating going Angers <laughs> in the French League. Wanker. You're the wanker, mate, if anyone is. <laughs> Tweet us in at Sly FM who you think he should start with. Um, obviously, Football Manager absolutely ruled our lives for about three years when we were at uni, God. didn't it? God almighty. Didn't do anything else, did we? We were in lockdown for three years. And, yeah, and in false lockdown. Um, and in false lockdown, even. I, I had a little go at the start of the first lockdown because it was like, wow, this is uncharted territory. And then I found yeah. myself, I was getting up at like six and logging on Football Man for like two hours before work. Oh, and, uh, doing an admin job before like, your admin job. <laughs> playing like all through the night. And... Um, <laughs> Yeah, in the end, I just bend it off again because it was yeah. too much. But I'm, I'm intrigued. We should uh, keep up with your progress on slide. Definitely share how you're getting on with whatever nice. team you go for. Um, I guess we've got opening question coming up in a bit. Then we've got Joke of the Week coming back for a second week on the bounce. Beard or no beard continues. And we've got some news on our predictions from last week. And then we've got some football and NFL. Let's go, man. Let's go. We're not doing the five-a-side this week because we um, have got the beard or no beard. We don't have time for it. But the five-a-side will be coming back uh, once the transfer window is over. So, starting us off, you spoke about football manager. What else have you been up to? I went out for the first time in ages uh, for a bit of exercise. I just went down to a football pitch and I did the whole the, uh, crossbar challenge with myself. And it took a lot longer than I would have liked. I was doing a penalty spot, penalty area, uh, then halfway line I was there for a good while did you get it from the halfway line yeah Sorry, yeah got it yeah get, no got, way yeah. you didn't did you? easy easy lad that's me only trick no way yeah yeah <laughs> got it um I've been I bought a skipping rope so oh, I've been skipping again I used to like the skipping when I had a punch bag at my mum's nice and I think I'm gonna get that back off of her see me <laughs> I'm a fucking tank understand me son but <laughs> I want something that's Quick exercise, I don't have to do a lot. Um, and skipping, it does get your heart going. It's bloody hard work. You could do yeah. about 10 minutes and you're absolutely done in afterwards. So, um, yeah, I've yeah, been doing that. And then other than that, I've found some out-of-date beers, actually, which is quite a nice treat. <laughs> um, in the garage, I had a barbecue in the summer when COVID allowed. And yeah. kids left uh, like about five or six IPAs at mine, like crafty little numbers. So I've got this one here. I don't know if you can see it. This is a little siren. Um, <laughs> Hazy Pale Ale. This, this, this went off in October. So we did <laughs> a good three months of maturing past its sell by date. <laughs> so that's what I'm drinking currently. And you're still on the alcohol free, is that right? I am, yeah. And I'm on the nanny state because it's the closest to taking like an, tasting like an actual lager. February 1st, though, I'm going to undo all that hard work. I've got loads of beers left over from Christmas that I'm going to tuck into. 
Yeah, I was going to say, is there something that's staying? I'm glad to hear that it's something that's not staying. I think I think it's altogether, so not drinking too much in the house. So when loft, what lockdown lifts or stop, but at the minute there's not much else to do. Just yeah. quickly, Will, I've got to say I admire it. You've got to really back yourself to do skipping. Like you, you can't go into it half-hearted. You've just got to go for oh, it. No. Aren't you? Yeah, you're you're in. Yeah, and uh, yeah, ten minute tops. Bombing along at seventy miles an hour plus, seventy miles an hour tops. Yeah, and then it's like, oh god, I've got another fifty, another hundred or whatever. <laughs> By the end of it, you're thinking, fuck this. <laughs> Get me an out-of-date lager. But no, it's, uh, yeah, it's nice. I guess the other thing, just quickly, about boozing, it's difficult when we record this midweek, isn't it? To, like, one of my resolutions from a previous pod was to not drink in the week, and we're doing this on a Wednesday. And one of my rules is that whenever we do this, I need a beer. Yeah, to be one chat without one. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, because I'm yeah, absolutely awful chat otherwise. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, um, okay, we're going to move on to opening question now. Uh, last week we spoke about what we've been listening to. Have you had a chance to listen to that Camel Fat Chain we mentioned, Lou? Yeah, I did have a little listen to it. I'm surprised how good it is considering Jake Bugs on it. To be fair, so fair play. Ooh, little dig at Jake Bugs. Yeah, so. We're moving back to what we were supposed to talk about last week, this week, which is what we've been watching. So, what have you been watching? I won't go into detail about this because I get a bit pretentious. Uh, the Serpents that's on iPlayer, both a serial killer. Um, Alain. Very, Charles de Barrage. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> take this, it really helps. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, uh, rewatching the American Office, which I think if you just see it as not being anything like I the English Office. I can't do it. Oh, do you know what Robbo got on it, you know, and, and it, it, he likes it. It's really good. I really like it. Um, and there's this thing on um, Netflix called The Night Stalker. I don't know how it's not more in, like, my consciousness that it's this serial killer um, from the 80s in LA who just went on an absolute I've mad... seen this on Netflix. Oh, Is it good? Yeah, yeah, it's good. Well, it comes up, like, number in, one in the UK or whatever, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah. It, it, do you know what? It's good in that it's... It's grim, and half the reason we like watching these things is because you feel like you can be cl- brought as close to pro- as close as possible to near death without ever actually being in danger. Oh, there he is. Uh, psychology on us. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, but yeah, it's. I've got it, a psychology degree. <laughs> <laughs> it, uh, it, yeah, where to watch? It's thrilling. Yeah, um, I've been watching. It's a sin. So I'm only two episodes in on I uh, on 4OD, and that kind of tells the story of the AIDS breakout in the 80s. I guess it's a yeah. story that's kind of not told enough because of the stigma that's attached to it. So yeah. um, that's, I mean, it's been really upsetting, but it's been a pretty good watch actually for the two that I've seen so far. Plus, can't wait um, to watch that. Other than that, yeah, I don't know. Oh, I'll tell you what I did watch. I don't know if I mentioned this on a previous pod or not. The, uh, you know, the Will Ferrell thing on Netflix, the, the thing about the Euro million, uh, not the fucking Euro million. Oh, Euro the Eurovision. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, have you seen it? <laughs> What's that song they all love? I can't remember. They do it's, it at uh, the end. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's just it's just so bad. Yeah. It's, it's just because it's Will Ferrell. It's funny. So yeah. if you want something, because there's a lot of, like we've been saying, everything we watch is like good, but really serious and dark. If you want something that you can just dip in and out of, not yeah. paying attention to and just laugh at, and it's so bad, then uh, I recommend the Eurovision one. Good point, Will. Like that. Talking of light-hearted comedy. Oh. Joke of the week. so uh last week i did the quasimodo joke and got some good feedback as it always does i think i actually messed it up a little bit um 
<laughs> oh, I've got actually. Ellis was listening to to your jokes, Lou. And she liked your cheese jokes. She likes she the had, cheese. Yeah, she had <laughs> she had a couple of her own actually. Um, I was I was walking down the street and a man lobbed a lump of cheddar at me from across the road. So I turned around and said, "That's mature." <laughs> and another man lobbed a pint of milk over her head, and she turned around and said, "How dare he?" <laughs> like I'm, anyway. I'm going to be using these <laughs> um, then we had one more submission which was from Ben and that was what, how does a Spurs fan react when their team wins a title turns off the Playstation oh Fresh my god that, that, that is, is that, that is um, 13 to 15 year old level isn't it though yeah. I love it love it now I've got a couple of I've got a couple of um suggestions for joke of the week this week i've got one that's west ham related and i've got one that is probably up there with my all-time favorite joke ever along with the quasimodo now that one's a bit longer hold on which one would you like to hear i'm going to put the power in your hands here i'm going to say save the longer ones we're in a rush and actually the, the the joke that you've got is on brand for what we're going to be speaking about isn't it yep okay so geezer's walking his dog when West Ham score comes in, 3-2 to the West Ham against Palace. The dog runs 10 yards, does a triple backflip and a double pirouette. The geezer's mate says, fuck me, that's impressive. What does he do if West Ham lose? Geezer replies, fuck knows, mate, I've only had him since Christmas. Because we don't lose anymore. We don't lose anymore. <laughs> yeah, well, tell you what, I, I, yeah, that's that's a very on-brand joke. You're, you're winning non-stop. I'm not looking forward to playing you. It's a fair play. Unreal. And we're going to do a preview of the uh, footy games at the weekend and talk a bit about Liverpool and West Ham. But if you've got any jokes that you think are better than those, tweet us in at Sly FM. Um, my, my joke that we're going to say for next week, I think that's, you're all going to enjoy that one. That's an absolute cracker. But as I mentioned, it's a little bit longer and a bit more in keeping with the joke last week. So um, if you've got any that you think could potentially beat it, tweet us in at Sly FM or message us on Instagram. Hashtag joke of the week. Hashtag on the Sly. All right. Beard or no beard? Wait and see. <laughs> <laughs> I need you to need do that, Jingle. I need so to we've do got, it. Obviously, Holden, Holden recorded the On The Sly theme, which I think is banging. And we've got a little beard or no beard jingle up our sleeve. The problem is you, can't get, you can only get it out, what, twice a year? Yeah, I know that's what I mean. So if I, if I spend all day recording that, I've got one week to use it. You've got next week. Do it. <laughs> Do it. And next week will be the last beard or no beard that we yeah. can catch up on because the deadline is going to slam. The window is going to slam shut, isn't it? Yes, it will slam <laughs> t- family shut. So yeah, Joe, you know I'm on annual leave tomorrow. So I've, to be honest, I've got nothing else to do. So I think I will do that. <laughs> Sweet. Um, or you could even get it in this week then if you do it tomorrow. A tasty treat from Will and me. Evaluate the likelihood. Transfer rumors understood. Will he leave or will he stay? Bid or no bid, have your say. Okay, bid or no bid. So one of the ones we spoke about last week was the Odegaard loan signing to Arsenal. And we both went with Eddie. Now, we've had some news on that one, haven't we? We have. That's confirmed now. I think we've been seen in the Arsenal shirt. The photo shoot's done. He's leaning on a wall somewhere. Um, 
Yeah. Um, think it makes sense? Yeah, I think, you know, I, I think wasn't Danny Ceballos from Real Madrid as well. And to be honest, yes. I don't really rate him massively. I think could they've got nothing to really lose because it's a bit of a problem area for them. And Real Madrid, again, he's not someone that's expected to start for them. So I think it makes sense looking back on it. Obviously, yeah. I said all of the opposite things to this last week when I said it was going to be beard. But hey-ho, there you go. Quick one on Ceballos, Will. Next time you watch him on a football pitch, once you see it, you can't take your eyes off it. He looks like he's put someone's boots on that are about three sizes too big for him. Like, he's got massive feet that aren't in proportion to his body. I have to look out for that. I've not yeah. noticed that before. Yeah. He's uh, the one, I think it was, um, was it Martin Tyler? It must have been Martin Tyler on the comms said that he was a hairdresser in Spain before he was a footballer or something. And then they started going on about his barnet. And... Yeah, he's got terrible... Uh, yeah. course, he? Next one, beard or no beard? So, I guess one that we spoke about last week, I think I said I thought it could go through, so no beard. And you said beard was Deli Alley to PSG. That's ongoing, but it looks like that could be a no beard now. Uh, it could be a beard now because Jose Mourinho has kind of said that he's not going anywhere, isn't he? Uh, do you know what, though? That is hilarious from Jose because he quite clearly is going there. Yeah. And he quite clearly doesn't care about him. Classic mind games, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. And he's a massive asset that is training with the kids. That is purely just um, positioning or whatever to try and argue a, a higher place. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Don't believe a word he says about that. It's pure um, mind games. Okay, so that's ongoing. Then we've got Lingard to West Ham. Wow. In Moise we trust. But, Moise. And again, we're going to come on to Moise in a bit more detail. The biggest fool! You're a fool! Damien Moyes, you're a fool! In Manchester! <laughs> I like it when he um, says that because he borderline says fuel. You are a fuel! Good night! <laughs> Lingard hasn't really done a lot, has he, since the World Cup, let's be honest, three years ago. But. Yeah. As I say, in Moise we trust. It does look like it's going through to me, this one. And to be honest. I've been quite happy with the team. Um, you know, we've got the, the formation we play with Rice and Suchek in the middle. At the moment, he's playing four at the back. He's been known to play five at the back. But at the moment, it's kind of like a 4-2-3-1 almost. And that yeah. middle man has been Ben Rama or Lanzini as backup. Yeah. I guess there's not loads of... Um, depth in that area outside of Ben Rahm. Yeah. I, I mean, Ben Rahm is a great option to have there and Lanzini's a great option to have on the bench. Yeah. Beyond that, I've seen Mark Noble play there a couple of times and I think that's a big no-no. So maybe Ooh, he's thinking by doing the loan, it's kind of non-committal and if we do ever get an injury to Ben Rama or Lanzini and what, or one of them needs to play out wide for the game and they need to bring someone yeah. on, you know, we could do that extra cover. I can't see Lingard getting into our team at the moment, to be honest. Yeah. Um, but as I say, in terms of the cover on loan, what's he got to lose? I can't imagine that he would need to promise him too much to get him out of United, considering he's not getting any game time for United. Yeah. He might say, you know, we'll, we will use you, but it'll be mainly as a sub-capacity. So, I mean, from all of that perspective, I'm going to say no bid. And I think it's going to go through. Yeah, I, I think no beard on that one. I think just I, I sort of trust Moyes with these signings. Yeah. So um, moving on to the next one, we've got. So, so what was yours for Lingard to West Ham? Do you think it's going to go through or not? Beard or no uh, beard? No beard. Yeah, I think. You think that's going to go through? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Di Maria to Spurs. That's a beard, beard to me. Beard. Beard all day long. Spurs aren't going to get Di Maria because Di Maria is too big time for Spurs, and Spurs are shite. Um, final one: Tarkovsky to Leicester. Hadn't heard this. Yeah, I'm surprised a, by that, to be honest. 
rumours of it potentially going through in the summer, which would make me think potentially maybe either one. Yeah, could be one of their could be one of their players are off, or it could be an upgrade maybe on Johnny Evans, something like that. I don't know. Um, yeah, because at the moment role. Johnny Evans is still in a team every week, but long term yeah. again, I mean, how fucking old is Johnny Evans? Exactly. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I think that's a bit of a strange one. I, I don't think that will go through in this window, personally. Yeah, so same. Beard. beard. Because they've already they're already kind of stacked with cover in that position. Yeah. So, tweet is in. That's life and beard or no beard, if you agree or if you've got any other transfer rumours you'd like to hear us comment on. But obviously, bear in mind that the window will slam shut very soon. Okay, we're going to talk about some footy now. And I guess the big story to talk about coming out of the last week is Lampard getting the sack. Things you hate to see. To be fair to Frank, I mean... Well, not even that. We spoke about him last week and we were saying he's under pressure. The mismanagement of Werner, the amount of money that he spent, the abandonment of the youth players that he has brought through with the exception of Mason mm-hmm. Mount and Tammy Abraham, probably the, the only two that he could afford to yeah. drop out. I think that it was, a, it, it, it was the right call in my mind. I think that yeah. potentially more long-term, you think about how... Even like David Moyes in his first tenure at the club, he didn't do very well. They didn't renew him. But obviously now he's had more time when yeah. you combine it with that first spell. Um, you see that managers often pull through and do well. Obviously, Solskjaer is getting some results at United now. But again, Solskjaer has had a similar amount of time as Lampard. And I think that when you look at the jobs they've done at their respective clubs, the amount of money that's been spent, you can't really have too many complaints when you're Chelsea 10th in the league. And... Lampard knew when he signed up to the Chelsea manager's job. They're probably the most clinical in terms of sacking managers in the world, potentially, bar maybe Real Madrid. But even then, I'd say that Abramovich's track record is he will just sack managers when they're not performing well. And it's probably one of the only teams where they've had sustained success in doing that as well. So you can't really argue with it. It's a model that weirdly works for them. It's, yeah, Yeah. you've got the money. for any other team, but it does for them. Yeah, it's... um, I, th- I think the thing for Frank is, I'd sort of be like, when when he did that Derby job, his stock was so high by the end of it that when he's looking at kind of his trajectory as a manager, if you ask, if you said, right, Frank, fast forward in two years' time, just st- still think you'll be the Chelsea manager, I think if he had his heart of heart, he probably knew the answer would still be no. It begs the question, yeah. you know, why did you take the job? Because I think his well, stock is... Well, to re- put yourself on that, on that pedestal, right, with the other... Yeah. But then again, it's a funny one because where does he go from here? Because he's not getting a top four manager's job for me. No. He would particularly want to, especially so soon after. Yeah. And then it's like, where do you go? A mid-table Prem team? That's, I do not, and I don't think... chance so. on him. That's, I, I think that's the concern that when you do a big top six job, um, the, the amount of scrutiny and column inches that you are subjected to, that even if you are a good manager, just the amount of that you're in people's psyche and it leaves a bad taste in their mouth and people think, oh, I'm not yeah. sure on him. I think I just don't see that as being a good decision. Do you know what? Towards the end, it was mad how paranoid he was getting. Did you see the other day, like some journalist asked him just a, a random question about an injury and he was like, I, I think, and I think some of the things you wrote about uh, this club, uh, I'm paraphrasing, <laughs> but it, it's grace and not right. And it's like, oh my... Uh, uh, this was after he'd said that he doesn't read about anything about what people say about him. He goes yeah, into a very specific loss, journalist, it? and it's like you've gone here, mate. Yeah, your head's gone. It just made me think then, actually, when you were saying about where do people go from big clubs? 
I mean, not that Spurs are a big club, but if you think about even like Tim Sherwood, you know, yeah. he, when he went to Spurs, he done actually, he actually done a quite a good job for the first year or yeah. so. I'm not saying he's a good manager because I think he's a bit mental and I don't, yeah. like, he's a bit full of himself, but he did a good job. But then what? He went to Aston Villa and I think that they got relegated shortly afterwards. Yeah. And now he's like just on the BT pundit squad. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah, what, a, a lot of young yeah. managers. Yeah. Where, what do you do thereafter? And I guess even, I suppose, to an extent, Villas Boas going abroad after the Spurs job as well. Um, Frank will probably get a job abroad for one of the top teams, but he ain't going to get one in, in the Prem. And I don't think he's going to get a, a job yeah. in maybe maybe like a Fulham or someone might take a chance in. But yeah. I can't see it personally because I don't know what he gives you that your current manager doesn't give you. Yeah, can he be asked going into like your like the, the money and the roots he's put down here and like his his partner's got a, like a successful television career over here and yeah. uh, I don't imagine she speaks Spanish or French so that'd be it pretty much hair wrote off she barely speaks English does she oh behave you <laughs> um so yeah <laughs> so yeah she uh, yeah I, I think he, I think he's just in a, a bit of a weird situation now <laughs> you love that don't you <laughs> get the island digs in Boom. yeah um yeah, <laughs> so I guess you got to, to Thomas Tuchel coming in, Mason Mount straight out of the team tonight. Obviously, the, the, we're, we're recording this on a Wednesday, and Chelsea are currently playing Wolves. Mason Mount was straight on the bench tonight, and I didn't. Well, I, is that what you not, meant? Yeah, not so. So not necessarily a criticism of Frank, but just an observation of. Frank's time at Chelsea is that he always played Mason Mount and Mason Mount looked like a great player when he first came in the team and I still think that he is a great young player but yeah. if you're Chelsea and you want to be title challenging yeah. I'm not sure Mason Mount should be the first name on your team sheet so it'll be interesting to see what happens with his career with Tuchel coming in the amount of talent they have at their disposal the amount of money yeah. that they've spent on some of those players like ZH obviously Werner that we spoke yeah. about Havertz I mean, it seems like Mason Mount goes to the bottom of the queue, whereas before he was at the top. So, does he then go out on loan to a lower mm. Prem team? I'm not sure. So, it'll be interesting to track that. I don't know what you think about that. Um, yeah, I, I think he's a quality player. I just think it's unfair, a player that young, like even like the other day with the way he got the captain's armband. I just think, I think Mason Mount should get like be playing maybe like one to two games in every three and be part of like rotation so he's not getting yeah. too much exposure. Um and or just go out and do it at like a lesser club potentially. I, th- I he think he's what, great. One year at Derby, two years at Derby, which is mm. fine, but straight up to the Prem as a title challenging yeah. team, I'm not sure. And also thinking of England, personally, I don't want him in the England team because we've got Phil Foden, who we spoke about so many times before, is unbelievable. Jack Grealish, I can't stand him, but he's such a good player. And you want him in your team, like for the national team. I hate him for Villa because obviously Villa aren't West Ham. But you want a player like that in your team. Then you've got James Madison as well in the same position. You know, there's so many options for England in that position. And I'd have all those players ahead of Mason Mount. And that's just for one slot in the team. So... I yeah. think Frank can't. I think Frank can't win because criticism of Chelsea is they never play the youth, and then when you play them, he gets criticised. Just it's just an impossible job. Uh, yeah, it is. Yeah, it, it, it'll be interesting. Just the last thing on it to see about this Tuchel because there's a lot of kind of talk about him that he, he's this kind of manager that wherever he goes, he leaves a really nasty taste in the mouth and ends up just upsetting oh, really? everyone there. Yeah, um, there's a really good piece on the athletic. I feel like this out of date siren actually. 
Yay, exactly, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he, uh, so, so, yeah, and, and do you know what? Weirdly, though, um, it, he's not going to be at Chelsea longer than two years anyway, so it doesn't matter. Apparently, yeah, it's kind of... Him. Yeah, exactly. Apparently, he's got a shelf life of about two years before he's just burnt everyone's head out. But in terms of football and um, ability, he's absolutely great at getting results and getting teams to play the right game, and he's very... Um, I don't think he's got like a set way of playing. He apparently comes in and is very pragmatic. I think he's got a degree in economics and everything. He's very of yeah. that mould. Um, so I think it might be a good appointment for Chelsea. Yeah. Yeah, it's like you say, there's never a long-term manager at Chelsea, is there? Yeah. So success is judged on trophies in that season or two that they're there. So Exactly. We shall see. Um, right, a bit more footy before we move on to NFL and then wrap up. So we've got... The West Ham versus Liverpool coming up at the weekend on Sunday, I think the game is, is it? On the Sly Derby, yeah. Yeah. And I'm feeling about as confident as I've ever felt going into a West Ham-Liverpool fixture. Yeah. Not that I think we're going to win necessarily, especially because, well, actually we're at home, so and the crowds don't really matter. But, I mean... I think we, we we spoke about Moyes earlier. I just want to do a bit more on that. He's done such a phenomenal job this year, as you as you mentioned. You know, completely yeah. under the radar, really. Um, we nearly got relegated last year. We've now got more points this season than we had pretty much the whole of last season. Going yeah. into that Watford game, where I think we stayed up, we had we've now got more points than we were then, which just seems crazy. I think that this is the most points we've ever had halfway through the season. Yeah. I think we've won six games on the bounce. I can't remember West Ham ever doing that in my lifetime. Yeah. The people that he's brought in, just the whole, we look like a proper outfit, like an actual team, yeah. which has happened before when I've been watching West Ham, but usually only happens for like a few months. Like I, I think we were speaking about this the other, the other day, actually with uh, our little West Ham group chat when we had Dimitri Payet and he was honestly like world-class, one of the best players in the world in that position. When we had him and Lanzini on song and all of that group of players, that was probably the last time we had a team that was anywhere near this. And then before that, I'm not sure if we've had any teams where you think we're actually serious team here. So the way he's got like Jared Bowen and Ben Rama in from the championship, I've been crying out for years for us to go to the championship for talent. I think there's so much talent in the championship. But yeah. look at how Villa are doing as well with like Ollie Watkins up front. Um, and obviously for, for Moyes to go and do that, obviously signings like Haller just bombing them out, cutting yeah. losses. I think the other managers are a bit scared to do that. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I think it's been inspired. And obviously Liverpool going through opposite emotions at the moment. Yeah, absolutely. I, I just wanted to touch there quickly on David Moyes well, and just say how I feel like now he's comfortable in a job, he can actually hit his stride and do what he does well. There's not this paranoia of having to prove himself. Yeah. And I think um, he... I think he's grown as well because there's like there's talks of him when uh, when he went into Man United and he sat down with Vidic and Rio Ferdinand or whatever and he's showing them videos of Phil Jagielka saying this is what I want you to do <laughs> and Ferdinand and Vidic are going what the fuck's this clown doing I think he has learned from that he's been round he went to Sociedad I feel like yeah. he's that perfect Sunderland. mixture of 
Yeah, exactly. Perfect mixture of he's a really pragmatic manager, but he operates really, really well in the market. And you, despite what you want to say about sometimes he play negative football, if you assemble a squad of players that's got quality, it like you know you can't argue against it, and you do play nice football. So I, yeah, I I fear to bring it into the Liverpool game. He has a tendency, Lloyd, to absolutely fucking lose his head when he plays against Liverpool. He gets in his own head a little bit. Um, yeah. So I would say that would be our biggest advantage because we are just not looking at it at the minute. I think at the FA Cup on the weekend when we went out to Man United was a relief to score goals. Like I was putting a positive spin on it. We still lost, but I don't know. I could. I, I can't really call Liverpool at the minute, so I could honestly see this going either way. Whereas in the past, I'd be like, oh my God, on that big wide pitch. All day, give me, give me West Ham yeah. their ground. Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see how it goes. I think that you know one of Liverpool's weaknesses in recent weeks has been like the middle of the park, and yeah. for me, Declan Rice and Thomas Suchek. I don't think you've yeah. got a better partnership in the whole Prem at the moment. That's not me exaggerating. They're unbelievable. No. So I do think that if if we're going to win it, that's where it's going to be won. Obviously, yeah. I mean, mate, the other last night, West Ham Palace. Did you, I don't know if you watched it. I didn't watch you it. On a, Mate, it should have honestly been like seven or eight two. It shouldn't have yeah. even been two. They they scored like both of their chances. Antonio hit the post twice. I think he missed two from like five yards out. And he's been so good at finishing recently. But for whatever reason, um, he he just couldn't get it going last night. And he he tweeted, um, he put on his Instagram, Jimmy Grimble stole my boots, and then like put a picture <laughs> of him and Jimmy Grimble. <laughs> <laughs> he loves it, but. Yeah, I mean, if, if if he finishes like that, we we can't afford to miss chances like we did against Palace against Liverpool because we won't get as many. We yeah. literally, mate, I'm not joking, it should have been like seven or eight. But the, the scoreline really flattered them. But yeah, I think if we're going to win it, it's going to be in the middle of the park. Obviously, our fullbacks are on fire at the moment as well. Cresswell and and, and Soufal as well. Yeah. Bonner, the whole team is just playing amazing. So it's going to be a really good game to watch, I think. One to watch on, on Sunday. Just quickly before we move on to the NFL... We're going to talk about a slight tip of the week. And also another game to watch on the weekend is Arsenal-Man United. That's going to be a big one. So I think that Arsenal are a bit of a funny team. They look like they, they, they come good again against Southampton in the league, but couldn't do it on the weekend, albeit they rested a lot of players. So it'd be interesting to see how those two go toe-to-toe. Because I'm still not convinced United are as good as their results. No, I'm not. Um, and Arsenal are obviously putting together a little bit of form, but still look a bit inconsistent. So it'd be interesting to see how that one goes. So with all that in mind, slight tip of the week before we move on to NFL. Um, for me, absolutely no value in betting on Liverpool because crap odds despite them being rubbish. I think if there is ever the time you're going to bet on West Ham, it's to do it. And I think you should do it for West Ham to win to nil. Okay. Yeah, I mean, obviously we conceded a couple against Palace in the week. But that said, we've... We've been pretty good defensively and Liverpool have been struggling yeah. at the top, haven't they? I, so I know, Moisey. Cool from you. I, I know, know you Moisey. like to do this. You like to reserve, reverse psychology yourself out of things. No, you? do you know what? It's not that. I know Moisey. He's seen all the data about how you stop Liverpool scoring and there's no way David Moyes is going to go, do you know what? We've been playing well. Let's, let's go toe-to-toe with Liverpool. He will just want to get out of dodge on this game. Be like, if it's nil-nil on AC Grace, we could win it with a set piece. If we get off the game on nil-nil, cool points, let's move on. I don't think he's going to try and bring it to us because that will suit Liverpool. The problem we bad is when teams have kind of sat, sat, sat in we can't break them down um, so I think West Ham to win to nil might be your bet okay I'm going to go for Arsenal Man United I'm going to have both teams to score in that one yeah and then 
I'm going to carry it over to the Sunday and have both teams to score in Leicester versus Leeds. I'm going to do Chelsea minus one because I think that after a week with them, Tuchel is going to get his things going and Burnley will. fucking muck. And then I'm going to do... Um, I'm just going to leave it at that. So Chelsea minus one and then both teams to score in Leicester Leeds and Man U Arsenal. Okay, a bit of NFL before we wrap up then. So we've got to talk about the championship round of the playoffs. The last games before the Super Bowl, Green Bay versus the Bucks. We said last week, we fancied the Bucks as outsiders. They pulled through and oh my God, what's a game, first of all. Second of all, one of the worst in-game management decisions yeah. I've ever seen from any head coach with Green Bay opting to kick a field goal when they were eight points behind. So they're on fourth and goal. I think they needed to get eight yards. They've got Aaron Rodgers as their quarterback. They need a touchdown to have any chance. And if they yeah. get a touchdown and two-point conversion, it goes to overtime. Instead, they've decided to kick a field goal in the hope presumably that their defense is going to manage to get the ball back off of Tom Brady in the championship round of the playoffs. Literally like this is Tom Brady in his element, Clutch. the absolute goat. All and all he needs to do is get a first down and the game's over because they're out of tight. They've yeah. got one timeout left. I mean, what is he thinking? Yeah. That terrible game theory that, isn't it? Yeah. Because even if you don't, even if you turn over, and Rogers doesn't get the touchdown. What have you lost, really? You can then yeah. try and get the ball back, and they're deep in their own territory. Feels like the kind of th- decision someone could lose a job over. That that's that's terrible. It does, yeah. I think if it was probably any other round, or I suppose if the expectation for Green, I'm not sure the expectation for Green Bay is that they should be going to the Super Bowl, especially yeah. like within so, like his his record in regular season has saved him basically. I think if yeah. if if they got through on a wild card or something and then scraped through and then this happened and maybe, but I think I can't see him lose his job when he's been no. so dominant in the yeah, NFC. Yeah. Like, so they went into that as big favorites, you know, but well, yeah, I'm not sure. Do you sure. think has Rogers called that play then? No, the head coach. Oh, the head coach. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, yeah. but I'm not sure that they would sack him off the back of that because no. of how good they were in the regular season. But it's going to be interesting to see what happens because I think Rogers came out and made a dig afterwards and said he's not sure where his future lies. A lot of the teams, a lot of the guys on the team, he's not sure where their future lies. And Ooh. obviously, they they drafted a quarterback in the first round, remember, last Fair. summer to basically replace Aaron Rodgers. And Aaron Rodgers was not playing well last season, which is why they did that. And then he's come back as being like... Potential MVP or whatever. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So... Um, it's going to be interesting to see what happens. That was an amazing game. If you haven't seen it, go back and watch it. I know that you... What happened? You, you weren't allowed to watch it. I th- Do you know I can't remember. It was, I think I was in bed. I think I was wrapped up. And you were like, oh, get it on. And I was like, uh, I, was, I was doing me, me, me like in bed <laughs> scrolling. And I was like, ah, I'll watch the highlights tomorrow. Yeah, Sunday night. Yeah. But obviously, we've got a week off now for the Pro Bowl before the Super Bowl. So we're not going to talk about the Super Bowl and... and Obviously, it's Chiefs versus Packers, but we're going to do a special edition next week. Yes. So all we're going to talk about quickly is the Pro Bowl, which is essentially like an all-star game for all of the best team, all the best players from the division. So just quickly, I'm going to, I'm going to say the best quarterback, running back, wide receiver, tight end, and defensive player in what is 
Holtis All-Star Pro Bowl NFL team for the 2021 season. So yeah. at quarterback, I'm going to have I'm going to have Tom Brady, including wow. the playoff games, just because. And I know that I mean Patrick Mahomes has been so dominant, and also Josh Allen has been amazing. But when it came to it, Josh Allen didn't run the ball enough against Chiefs in the biggest game of their season, and he should have done. And I don't know if that was on him or on the head coach, but either way, that was one of his massive strengths. And when he did it, he looked dominant, but he still didn't do it. Tom Brady for that first half performance against Green Bay was just unbelievable. And his guy's 43 years old. Now, in the regular season, he didn't do a lot, but throughout his whole career, they haven't done a lot at the Patriots in the regular season, and then they just smash it in the playoffs. So yeah. for me, I'm having Tom Brady in as my, um, wow. as, my, as my quarterback. Then at running back... I'm going to have to go for Derek Henry. I know that they got shut out in, well, not shut out, but they, they got beat quite badly in the end in the playoffs um, against the Ravens. Poor and Nick Chubb. Yeah. Well, <laughs> well, Nick Chubb, yeah, he, he's been good. But there's, there's a load of candidates, really. Think about yeah. Alvin Kamara for the Saints. Um, he's been like receiving yards, receiving touchdowns, as well as rushing. But for me, Derek Henry, and I had him on fantasy team. He's just a yeah. beast. And I'm, I think that... Titans was more about their play calling than just his fault for being neutralized yeah. in that game in the playoffs. Wide receiver, I'm going to go for... <sighs> this is a tough one. I'm going to have to go for... It's going to have to be Stefan Diggs for the yeah, Bucks because I love him. His partnership with Josh Allen has been incredible and they've got, they've got great wide receivers to buy. Uh, the Bills. Bills. Yeah, yeah. Did I say the Bucks before? Yeah, yeah, but I knew you meant the Bills. Sorry, I meant the Bills, yeah. Um, he's They've got some other great wide receivers, but for me, he's been so consistent. Yeah. Alan to Diggs! Touchdown, <laughs> Bills! Every game. Yeah. So um, it's got to be Stefan Diggs for me. Tight end, I'm going to go for Travis Kelsey. Hands got to, down. Yeah. yeah. Hands down and cemented by the fact that he managed to get two touchdowns for a tight end in the championship game. Yeah. Um, obviously, he's got Patrick Mahomes at the quarterback, which obviously helps, but he's just so good and so big and so strong. Yeah. And then defensive player of the year has to be, for me, Aaron Donald, even though wow, yeah. they ultimately shut out a little bit when they played Green Bay because he effectively, in my eyes, almost carried that Rams team to the playoffs on his yeah. own. I know that the rest of their defense was very good, but um, yeah, it has to be... Be him for me. So nice. hold on. I don't know if you've got any others that you want to chuck in there quickly before we wrap up. Uh, got any alternative I, thoughts. I think Tyree Kill would be pretty upset. Yeah, he's been unreal. Uh, Nick Chubb, obviously. Um, oh, are, are you gonna have a kicker? You gonna? But I reckon I could kick in the <laughs> NFL, so you can choose anyone. <laughs> I'm not having a kicker. <laughs> <laughs> they don't deserve it. Do you want a kicker? Um, that that one at the uh, Bills is good. I like him. <laughs> What's his name? No idea. He looks like some little dweeb. <laughs> no. All right. Um, and at quarterback, you happy with Brady, or do you want to give a little mention to Patty Mahomes, Josh Allen? Um, I'm I'm not Aaron happy Rogers. with I, I'm not happy with Brady. I don't think he's been good enough in the regular season. I think doesn't have to be when they win the Super Bowl. Exactly. Exactly. I I would actually. I mean, the answer is Patrick Mahomes, but other than him, I'd actually be tempted to go for Josh Allen. Just for yeah. I think he's maybe had a season that he might not be able to replicate again. He's had a worthy of a season. Do you know what I mean? I'm not sure if yeah. he'll be that good next year. Um, so yeah, I think... Only time will tell. Yeah, possibly him. He's just fun to watch. 
He's a good guy, man. He's just trying to watch. All right, that's all we've got time for this week. So, tweet us in at SlyFM with your Pro Bowl selections. Who makes your NFL team of the season? Until next week, keep it on Sly. Keep it on the Sly.